So we're doing a little bonus episode today because we wound up missing an episode last week, I think. And so I've added in an extra episode for this week where we're going to be talking about a client that I have been working with and a case study based on this client of saving 15 to 20 hours per week while also increasing sales. When I talk to people, what are the things they want? More money, more time. So let's get into it. Welcome to Sustainable Scaling, a podcast for small service-based business owners who want to simply and sustainably scale from six to seven figures with strategy, systems, and a little bit of soul. My name's Adrienne Gallia, the founder and CEO of Soulpreneur, where I'm on a mission to help business owners just like you create time, financial, and lifestyle freedom through strategy operations and building a team so that you have a business that you not only love and pays you super well, but that can operate without you. So you can take actual unplugged vacations, you can step away from social media, and you can spend your time doing the things you love with the people that you love. Welcome to the show. We are going to get into how a client that I have been working with achieved some really pretty incredible things really quickly. So within like 60 days of starting together, this client had saved 15 to 20 hours per week on average, which... I'm 99% positive from everything I know, because I'm still working with this client, that the hours have never like reshifted. Those They have been permanently saved. They also did a $100,000 US, in USD. I feel like I've completely just lost the ability to speak English. <laughs> I'm like looking at words going, how do I, how do I say these words? Um, this client also did a hundred thousand dollar USD launch. Um, so that was a hundred thousand dollars more, a little more than a hundred thousand dollars in sales within a period of 10 days, um, which was by far this client's biggest launch and way blew this client's launch goal way out of the water. Um, they started building a team, they started streamlining client onboarding, and we started an omnipresent Uh, visibility plan, which has shifted around some, and I will talk about that as well. So how do we do this? The first thing that I want to say is if you have not heard me talk about the six-figure hamster wheel, it is a real thing. I feel like it is inevitable that when you grow a business, if you are if you are getting to the point where like you've got consistent clients, it is inevitable you are going to wind up on the six-figure hamster wheel at some point. (laughs) There's just no way to avoid it. And you know that you're on the six-figure hamster wheel. This could also be the multi-six-figure hamster wheel. It doesn't necessarily happen when you're between $100,000 and $200,000. It could happen when you're between $100,000 and $750,000. It might happen before you get to $100,000. But I call the six-figure hamster wheel because it's catchier. (laughs) So how do you know that you are on this is, first of all, when you are working way more than you know that you should be. I know there's a lot of nonsense out there about... When I say nonsense, I'm I'm an advocate for not working more than you need to, but there's a lot of stuff out there that talks about like, oh, I'm making all this, all this, all this money, and I'm working like four hours a week. So first of all, if you've heard that too and been like, I really want to know how that person is doing this, I'm going to tell you that there are some people that I'm 100% positive because they have 
confirmed this with me that when they say I'm making $500,000 a year, or I'm, I'm getting close to a hundred thousand dollars a month. I'm doing 70, 80, 90, hundred thousand dollars every single month in cash. And I'm only working five hours per week. Those five hours per week are only what they're counting toward client facing calls. They're not telling you about all the content that they're creating. They're not talking about the time that they're spending doing stories every single day, all day long. They're not counting the time that they are having sales conversations, even if they're happening in the DMs. They're not talking about having to send invoices and doing all the stuff that they're doing manually because that's a part of the six-figure hamster wheel as, as well. Like They're only talking about, I spent five hours in any given week actually working face-to-face with clients on my mastermind call or on my group call or whatever. They're not like, there's a lot of stuff that is just, and they go, oh, well, yeah, but that, I mean, I'm only working five hours a week. Well, no, you're like content creation is work, right? So just to shed some light on what some of that means, I'm sure there are some people out there, I don't know, I don't know how it's happening, that are really only working like 10 hours a week total. Maybe if they've got a lot of expenses because they're paying a team, I don't know. I'm not going to go all the way down into that. But what I do want to say is if you're working more than you know that you should be. Now, I would say I would qualify this as like you're working more than 50 hours a week. I would really say if you're working more than 40 hours a week consistently, every, 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 every week. But if you know that like more often than not in the, during any given week, you're working upwards of 50 or more hours on nights, weekends, holidays, family vacations, family dinners, family events, when you're out with friends, like if you are, if you are constantly plugged into your business, then that is a sign you're on the six-figure hamster wheel. Another sign is if you are creating new content every day or every other day, and you're sp- and you're doing basically all the things that I just said a minute ago, you're posting to stories all day long. You're constantly documenting things so that you can move them to your stories. You're still having a bunch of manual things that you're doing within your sales process. You're sending all the contracts manually. You're, do- you're doing everything manually. Um, those are signs that you're on the six-figure hamster wheel. And there's probably a lot of things that you just don't need to be doing anymore to be quite honest. That is definitely where this client was when they started with me. They were doing I mean, like four, five, six discovery calls per day and waking up at all hours to do them. Like five o'clock in the morning, taking discovery calls, midnight, taking discovery calls because of time zone differences and like just making themselves available anywhere to everyone at any time. And so I was like, we got to stop that. Like that is not sustainable. That's not a good idea. So that's definitely where this person was create like constantly creating new content, just working at all hours, working while on vacation, working while doing all kinds of stuff. So what this person originally came to me for was to help them build a team and to help them prepare for a vacation and not have their business crash. Now, I'm not going to get into all of that right now because it has not been because this person went on a vacation. Um, the the chips have not all shown themselves of where they're going to fall because of that. And not, which I preface to this client of like, we can figure out how to make sure that you are not working through your entire vacation because it was an extended vacation. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to be gone for a week. It was a, it was a significant amount of time. It was like more than a month that this person took off. And I was like, we only have like a month and a half to prep for this. There's no way you're going to be fully ready. And so I do want to preface that you're not going to 
Like we're not going to know what's going to happen for another six months, maybe even a year. Like we're not going to know the after effects. So, but we were able to do some things quite quickly. And that's because operations work is quite frankly, life-changing. I've said this before. I will continue to say it again. It is magical, but it is not a magic wand. It doesn't happen immediately overnight. That's why I said like, we've only got a month and a half to prep for a vacation. It's not long enough. It's not, it doesn't, it's not just like click, click, flip a switch and it's all just fixed. But it is life-changing, and we did all of this stuff within 60 days of this client starting. So first and foremost, this client saved 15 to 20 hours per week. Per week, that's amazing. All those discovery calls at all hours, gone. That, that was eliminated right away. We figured out a better way of doing it. So we looked at where this client's time was primarily being spent, which so much of it was going to discovery calls. And then we made a plan for how it could be better spent and how it could maybe start to get separated and delegated out and where it needed to be automated. Where you can automate something, don't hire someone. That's just, that's a, that's a big picture tip for everyone is when you think about all the stuff that I'm doing, if you want to also save time in your work week, what are all the things that you're doing? And then think, what are the things that could be automated? And what are the things that a, that an actual human being should keep doing? Maybe they even things that could be automated, but like, you don't feel great about automating them. So maybe you could automate your entire sales process, but you want to make sure that the, like the actual human touch is still involved somewhere. I understand that. So we look at like what can be automated versus what does a, what does an actual human need to continue to be involved in this for? And then you automate what you can because automation is going to cost you up front, but then you're not going to have to pay for it in the long run, except maybe to tweak it. Whereas if you delegate it or if you hire a if you if you hire a team member, if you hire a as, as an employee or a contractor, it's going to be an ongoing continuous expense. So we'd rather have the upfront cost to automate it if if possible. So we took what what this client was doing and said where can we automate? Where can we delegate? Where where's your time going? And moved things around accordingly. So once I saw the full picture, like it was really really clear to me that the biggest issue in in the entire like where this client was primarily spending their time was in the sales process, which also is not like I'm not a psychic to say that I probably could have guessed that that was what it was going to be. This particular client is a business coach and I would say that I could probably make that prediction about most business coaches in the place that this client was when they came to me, which I think they were around around they were they were typically making between 35 and $50,000 per month on average, if I remember correctly. And so I'm going to go ahead and guess that like where primarily, if you are in that range where your time is getting spent is probably going to be in the sales process and your sales process is what could use more tweaking and more automation. So we wound up, the biggest part of this was creating a plan to streamline that sales process and move sales calls to someone else. Now, the way that we did this was not just like, we're going to hire a sales agency. It was, we want to create someone who's going to be public facing within her, within this person's business. So we created um, a plan to hire someone to become a support coach and a sales support coach. And that person was going to take sales calls moving forward. Now they do split the role a bit. They now, as of today, because this would have been several months ago, they they are today, as of today, doing a little bit of a tag team on discovery calls. But for the most part, 
um, especially during vacation, it was all the sales support coach. So um, there was someone public facing within this person's business who was able to take on all, literally all of the discovery calls, which saved a lot of time. And there there were some things down the road that like did change the way uh, sales conversions were happening. The sales conversion, the, their sales conversions did wind up going down, but I don't necessarily think that it's because it was an offloaded process. I think it's because this particular client changed a lot of things about the program itself, like more than doubled the price of the program, like it just changed. So, you know, when you're working with like, we're making big tweaks, both to the process and to the offer itself, there are a lot of different things that come into play as to like, why do things change? But the conversion rate did wind up going down a little bit, but not so much that it was like a massive, like set off the red alarms. The next thing that we were able to accomplish is having a hundred thousand dollar launch. So a hundred thousand dollars, a little more than that in US dollars, in US dollars, like, do I want to say US dollars or USD within 10 days? So this client had run uh, their challenge previously and uh, had done, tw- I think, 20 or $25,000 in sales from it, was happy with that. They were hoping to double it to get to 50000 And I went in and tweaked a whole bunch of stuff, which was not actually originally what this person hired me for. But as we were talking about things, I was like, I've got some ideas. Like if you, if you want, I can give you some ideas on this. And so I tweaked a whole bunch of stuff, like pretty relatively easily. And at the end of 10 days, they had made a hundred thousand dollars. Now, what I would attribute this to is the tweaks that we made specifically were in the way that, that this client was interacting with the challenge registrants. Uh, We also gamified it so that there was a challenge within the challenge. So there was like a scavenger hunt that was happening. So there was an opportunity for participants to win prizes and things like that, which incentivized people to participate and be more active within the community and more active on the calls, et cetera, and take action on what they were learning. It incentivized all of it. So I think that that was a a big piece because it wound up getting really good, like it wound up getting incredible results. People were signing, like I said, this person is a business coach. And so there were people even before the cl- the the challenge was over who were like, we signed a client, like we're already signing clients from this. So it really like ramped up the, the way that people were interacting within the, the content of the challenge. And I think it made a big difference in being able to turn over conversions. And then we added a bunch of additional events. So we added, we added a welcome event. We added a masterclass at the end. Uh, we added a, a chat with um, an alumni, uh, an alumnus of the program, an alumna of the program. Uh, so there were some additional things that, that went into play also. And that alumni chat, that that happened. I know a lot of people that joined said like we joined because of that chat. Like they heard people speaking about their experience and were like, yeah, we want to join this. So that made a big difference in the way that we tweaked that event. This person also started building a team because that was a part of off offloading this the the sales process. So they started building a team. This client had already been working with more than one, I think two at the time, VA type contractors, one primarily for lead gen and one to do more like admin work and keep things on social media sort of organized. But a big goal was for this person was to have a team to actually scale. And that's like literally the reason that this person hired me to begin with. And so that was the first step was we want someone who can both be client facing and can help with the sales process. So that's how we started to build the team. And then we created an organizational chart, which is something that I 
do with anyone who wants to build a team is to like really look at where all your time is going. And a lot of this, like if if you're a business coach, I can sort of guess where things are going and what your org what your org chart actually will look like. But based on how you want your business to look in the future, it's going to get tweaked. And then so we start to look at like where's your time going? Where like what are your zones of geniuses? Where are you, where are you really good at things, but you don't like, you don't necessarily want to wake up and do them every day. And then where are you competent at doing things, but like someone probably could do them better. And then where are the things where you're like, you just hate doing them or you're just not actually really even that good at good at them. So we look at all these different things in combination with the organizational chart and start to make a plan for like, these are probably the people that we want to bring on board in order for this to grow eventually. And then, so you start to make like when you're at, if X, then Y. So if X, then we will hire this next person, of course, reevaluating along the way. But so we created an organizational chart to start building the team uh, so that we have a plan in place for whom to hire and when to hire them. We also streamlined client onboarding, which was the next big part of like room of starting to automate the sales process, because that's where so much of this client's time was going. So, um, this was especially obvious because we were like, we really don't have time to do this right now. But after doing a $100,000 launch, so um, this client onboarded like 35 or 40 new students, all 100% manually, because there was no way that we were going to have time to do this prior to that launch, just on like where we were in the cycle of working together and where the where this launch was happening and all that good stuff. And it was like, wow, we really need to make sure that this does not happen ever again. We are not onboarding this many people manually ever again. So we created a manual onboarding process. That's something that my agency does. So that's actually at this point that client started to transition into using my agency as well. So because we just took that in and did it for the client, um, which is kind of like the per it's, it's smart on my part to have set a, a business model up in the way that I have. Cause like when this client says, Oh, I need, you know, I need somebody to set up Dubsado. I go, well, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> We can just do that for you. So it's sort of like a built-in, we can just do that for you. Or you can use your own person. Like this person still has their own copywriter, even though I have a copywriter on my team and that's fine. Like that you don't have to use my team. But so it just made sense of like, we don't have to vet anybody. We don't have to overly explain. I can just give the directive to my own team on how to complete this. They just go do it. And then it was done. So took a little while, it took longer than we expected it to, but the, the process is not well. We changed things again very recently. So it's not fully automated again because we have to tweak things, but like it's, it's far more automated and it's not so much manual time. So here's where I can say the client saved 15 to 20 hours per week while also making more money. That's how we did. It was primarily through automating the sales process. Um, we also created a visibility plan to start, like that's a big part of the six figure hamster wheel. It's like not having to create content every day. And so the visibility plan, which has now been put on hold, like I said, I was going to, I said, for transparency, we're I'll, I'll give you a little update on this is we've put it on hold. We've just determined that it's not as high of a priority based on some thing, other things that are going on that I'm not going to get into at the moment because it's not my place, but um, it's, that's on hold for now. So the visibility, the visibility plan is going to hold off. The idea is that there's either going to be a podcast, sort of like what I do. I take my podcast. I create other content through that. Like we repurpose things. Um, but so we're either going to do a, a podcast or YouTube or potentially both to create macro content and then turn that into 
micro content that can be repurposed and start creating like content databases and content banks that can get pulled from easily and moved around. And this caption can go with this post and, oh, we're launching this. We know that we can pull from these things. So we're going to create a database for all the the previous posts. And then we're going to create new macro level content um, at the, probably at the video level that we can re that we can reuse and turn those words that were spoken and turn them into blog posts, turn them into Instagram posts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So having a really streamlined process for content creation, um, because this person really enjoys being in their stories. So the, the goal based on like what this client actually enjoys doing is to not have to worry about how to create content multiple times per day, because this, this client does want to create content multiple times per day, but not create it. That's the incorrect word for it. Wants to, wants to release content multiple times per day, but doesn't want to create it. So that's the, that's the plan. Um, so they can focus more on like being in stories and, and actually engaging with people because they really enjoy that. So it's a long-term project. Even once we do start it, it's going to be a long-term project, but it's like, it's really helpful to have a vis- visibility plan that does not hinder on your time for it to be executed. So that's the goal there. Yeah. And that's it. So that's saving 15 to 20 hours per week while actually making more money because we're automating things. We're automating the sales process. We're tweaking the sales process to work better. This is exactly what I'm going to be teaching in my upcoming three-day challenge. Um, it's not a challenge. I was thinking about this client's challenge. It's a three-day training, solopreneur to scaling CEO, which is essentially like if you feel like an overworked freelancer and overworked solopreneur, I'm going to help you actually grow into an actual company with your online business. Um, I've got a lot of people actually joining who don't have typically online businesses. That's cool with me because I've done brick and mortar too. I've grown big brick and mortar businesses. So I feel fully confident that I can help with that, but I primarily work with online business owners. So I'm saying online business owners, um, particularly service business owners. So uh, coaches, course creators, uh, consultants, agency owners, freelancers, service providers, that sort of thing. It's not for e-commerce. If you are primarily making money because you are selling products to people, selling physical like clothing or candles or things like that, I don't, I I have one client, it's actually my biggest client who does that. The, they are a swimwear, um, they, they produce swimwear and, and make like, I finished 2022 at like 13 million a year. Uh, but like, I know nothing about how to actually sell that stuff. Like that's not why they hire me. So I don't actually feel comfortable helping people who are e-commerce. Um, I probably could, but I don't definitely don't want you to come in thinking that like I can actually, that I'm well-versed in how to solve those types of things for you because I do not. So, but if you are a service-based business owner and you want to come, you feel like, well, I would really like to get my time back. I would like to streamline the way that I'm making money. Um, you want more profit in your business. That's another big part of what we're doing. You maybe want to hire a team, maybe not a big team, but like you want some support so that not everything is resting on your shoulders, um, then I would love for you to join. So you can join that at soulpreneur.co slash CEO. I've got so many URLs kicking around in my head because like I just got done doing a client masterclass. I'm like, is it, is it master? Is it training? Is it? No, it's soulpreneur.co slash CEO. You can register for this. It's in the show notes. Hopefully I will see you there. I hope that this was helpful and I'll catch you in the next one. 
Well, friend, we have reached the end of another episode. But before you go, I wanted to ask if you found this episode helpful, inspirational, or insightful, or hopefully a little bit of all three. And if so, I would really appreciate your leaving a five-star review or sharing it with your friends on social media. And if you do, I would love to send you a complimentary copy of my month-by-month yearly planning template, which is kind of the greatest spreadsheet of all time. (laughs) I love making spreadsheets. It's amazing to organize what you're planning, what you're promoting, and what you're preparing. It'll organize your launches, your content, what your team should be working on if you've got a team. And it includes a video training to get you going with the with the template. And all you've got to do is take a screenshot of your review and then tag me on Instagram in a story, or you can DM it to me at Sustainable Scaling. I appreciate your support so much, and I will catch you in the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,